Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Every Thursday night, hundreds of women gather for a potluck celebration and the chance to throw singles at the hottest dancers in New Jersey, the Nasty Boys, featuring Satan, Mr. Capable, Fever, young writer, and a lesbian dom dancer, Blaze. This one's for the ladies. This isn't just about the tips or the dancing. It's a heartwarming story of friendship and the resiliency that comes from community. Hilarious, eye-opening, and breathtakingly sexy, this one's for the ladies is a virtual how-to guide for letting go of your troubles and having a good time. And with that, we're joined today by the director, producer, I believe you edited this as well. Uh, that would be Gene Graham. Gene, welcome to Film School Radio. Uh, thank you for having me. Tell me a little bit about sort of the, the subject of uh, stripping and how this all became kind of the, uh, the backstory for, for this one's for the ladies. So, you know, about five years ago, we were in a cultural moment where um, people like Michael Brown was, was getting shot and uh, Eric Gardner in Staten Island was getting killed and Tamir Rice was a couple months away from being shot. And, um, yeah, I was just really angry about that stuff, that situation. And um, I wanted to make a movie. I wanted to just talk to black folks about what was going on for them, about anything, but also just these issues that are kind of going roiling in the community. And then at the same time, um, there was Magic Mike and um, this idea that you there were no men of color, really, in the major lineup of that movie. So, you know, the, the big idea really was if we could, maybe if we went through, use the club as a gateway into uh, the community, we'd be able to have a conversation about race and class, um, community, sisterhood, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And in terms of getting started with the project and sort of getting in that door, where what were the challenges? What or sort of who did you go to first? Sort of what was, what was the first step for you in, uh, in creating this? Um, the first step was, oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, well, I mean, I guess another way of asking that is why did you see this as this sort of window into what you were just talking about? Another, another, you know, sort of another frame for, for talking about race. Well, because I was, I was noticing online this, the strip clubs that I knew about and, they would be in rec centers and BFW uh, halls, and you know, you see a lot of black women there. You know, once you start talking to people in and outside of, outside of the club, you you could have all of these. You could start asking questions about what what else is going on. I figured we would hear some things, you know, mm -hmm. um, and that's what happened. Is there something about this the setting or getting to know people through this setting of uh, that? They're, they're something about them opening up more if they're willing to, to sort of discuss the sort of the the uh, um, 
I don't say sexuality of it, but just the sort of opening up in, in, in that way and lent them to opening up about other parts of their life as well? Yeah, there's no doubt that um, people's hair is down in that situation, right? You're, you're, you're starting, off with, starting off with sex, so, um, which is fun and naughty, and it's a party atmosphere, and the inhibitions are a little lower. Um, so you can, you can from there, you, if you're making a connection with people, I think from there, you can kind of talk about anything after that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I guess again, I want to sort of uh, set some uh, parameters or frame for people who are interested in seeing this one's for the ladies. And by the way, if you want to find out more about it, the website is strangely enough this one's for the ladies movie.com, and that's just all just spelled out. This one's for the ladies.com to find out more about the film, where you can see it, how you can host a screening. There are a whole bunch of uh, other in- valuable information. There's a Facebook link and a Twitter link as well. One of the things about we that in the film we get to sort of uh, you focus on are the people who are the strippers, but also a lot of attention and time is spent with people who are going to see ladies' night or just the night out for for these uh, for for a lot of different people in the film. And but it's it's predominantly. I mean, obviously, these are male strippers, so the audience is predominantly female. But I, I, I think one of the things about this one's for the ladies that makes it uh, such a warm portrait is their perspective, the perspective of the audience, and and how are the audience? I said this in subjects in the film, but the uh, the their their take on their own lives and their perception of what it is to go out and see these men take their clothes off, but also the other things that they talk about. Was it difficult for you to connect with those, those that part of the film? No. Okay. I was really, I don't know if I'll ever get a, get a, get a chance to have the same kind of access that I received from the people in the movie. They all um, instantaneously. So I'll give you an example. The first, the first time that, I, that we met, putting in pound cake at the dojo. They were getting ready for a show. And, you know, my DP turned on the camera. We checked to make sure that the audio was working and everything like that. And I turned to see pudding and I said, you know, so who's your favorite dancer? And she's like, oh, everything that you see on the screen, <laughs> that was like the first time that we, we met them. Yeah. Um, and, and same thing with the pudding who's talking about, you know, sometimes... She loves that there's Dom dances that she loves. She loves plays. That's her favorite dancer. And, you know, sometimes she's gay when she's in Philly or in New York. <laughs> I mean, you know, all of that stuff was just the first time that we met them. Yeah. Um, and I, I think all the way through from the shooting to uh, the editing, I, I, I mean, I did some shooting too a little bit. Um, and I always made sure um, that I was always looking. I tried to look from the woman's perspective. What was the wo- What was she looking at? Yeah. What was funny for her? You know, what was um, amazing for her? Um, so, and then that that would translate into the edit as well. Or is this something? Is, is is this conversation? Is this line of conversation? 
that they're going back and forth about, is this something that would be ladies approved, you know? Um, if the guys are talking about something, is that ladies approved or something? You know, yeah. is this real? Is this a genuine um, feeling that represents, you know, what I've seen based on my experience with the community? Does this idea that, that somebody's talking about, does that represent authentically what's going on for them? I just took that kind of approach all the way through. Yeah. There's something about the women in the film and that just you, the way you're describing it, it comes across in the film that, and I, I'm going to make a, a broad generalization here. I think women are better at compartmentalizing things in their life. I think they just seem to be able to, to be able to have the, a, a perspective on things that, you know, sort of the fun of this, the ribald, uh, you know, aspect of going out, watching, watching these men, essentially take their clothes off there's a whole lot left to the imagination in the film in terms of that and then and and then you know then we see uh you know instances of being in church conducting the choir that old saying you got to sin to be saved is is sort of that part of it, part of it but it, it just is sort of a uh, uh it fleshes out them as people as a and, a, and to sort of see that see that uh, obviously bifurcation in their life but certainly to see that their the ability to be able to be fully realized in in what their different roles are and as mother and as as and all the different things in the film and again I come back to this and it's just why the film is to me it's just such a warm film to watch is because of the people that are that you you showcase in there and and highlight um, I don't know if I have a question. I just want to sort of, is that, do, am I, am I, is that a correct sort of way for women? Do you feel that way as well? Or is it just, m m go ahead. No, 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 absolutely. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm there with that. I mean, I, it was, it's, it's really important as a filmmaker, a filmmaker of color, it's really important for me to, you know, showcase whole like the whole range of who who these people are. So, I mean, a, a, you know, another thing that kept on my mind was 360. I wanted to show the 360, the whole, like the whole thing yeah. of what's going on for, for people in the movie, because I don't know if that's what we, you know, in general media kind of land, if we actually get that version. I think we only get one side of that version. Right. So, you know, here was a movie that I was kind of in control of, and I, as like I said, as a filmmaker, I wanted to make sure that, I, that there was a full representation as best as I could do it. Yeah. One of minor listeners, we're speaking with Gene Graham. He's the director, producer, and editor of the film. This one's for the ladies, and you could go, as I said earlier, you can go to the website, thisonesfortheladiesmovie.com, to find out about it. Uh, you can host a screening. Uh, if you choose, and there's a way to go about doing that, you can send in a request for that, uh, as well as uh, a, there's a link for where it's where the film is is screening. Um, and now let's also not forget the other side of the film, which is the the strippers, the male strippers and female strippers. I did love that one line, and you you mentioned I was at uh, about uh, when I'm in Philly. I'm gay. Well, was that? Was it? I love that. I that was, was so pound cake. That was pound cake. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure yeah. exactly. I wanted to make sure I got that right. 
very funny, very, 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 again, very, um, sort of, it was sort of a throw off, throw out line, but it was just, it was, it was funny. Let's talk Tyga and Raw Dog. They, in some ways, they are, um, their, their story is obviously more than just them as male strippers. There's a, a lot of backstory about where they, where they are from and their stories. Uh, but there are others in here, Young Rider, <laughs> Satan. <laughs> There's a lot of characters in here. And every one of them in the film takes what they do seriously. They seem to really be uh, very much all in on on what they're trying to project. It's more than just stripping for them. It's creating an atmosphere, a character, sort of almost a backstory for, for each one of them. Um, tell me a little bit about getting to know the different people on that side of the equation. Yeah, everybody has has a character to to stand out, you know, to be because um, there's usually like maybe ten or twelve dancers on a on a night. So if you want to stand out, then you have to have like the costume, you have to have the attitude, you have to have the move, uh, the moves. Um, you know, you, you have to craft something. Um, and I I think also the ones the, the dancers that are like the most successful are the, the ones that keep it as a business. So a lot of the, a lot of the people, I mean, pretty much everybody in the movie, every dancer in the movie, their family was touched by drugs. You know, there was a cousin that, that got shot, or there was a father that was in prison because of dealing drugs. There's a, the dancing is actually kind of a, a way out of, off that road. Yeah. You know, it's like an off-ramp. We were doing a Q&A just recently, and Satan really made that point. He's a father, and he really wanted to make sure that he was going to offer, you know, a better life for his kids than the life that he had. I think that's a lot of what's going on for the dancers that I found. There's just more to it for them than, you know, getting laid. You're right. And all those, all those things, and again, I'll say it again, getting to know these people and getting to understand more than just that they're that what they do is on Thursday nights they they they're uh, they're dancing and stripping is uh what makes this film work and just as a filmmaker I believe correct me if I'm wrong this is your first feature length documentary am I correct It's actually my second Oh I apologize but it's the first it's, it's the first one that's gone this far up yeah Okay what was the first one about? The first one was, um, it's called the, um, the Godfather of Disco. Okay. And it's about uh, this, uh, this guy, Mel Sharon, who owned Western Records. So it's really um, a story about disco in the 70s. It's, uh, it's a music doc. Uh, and also, you know, gay life in, in New York City and gay culture. At the, before, just before and after... Um, the HIV crisis. Right. So this was around the Studio Fifty Four era. Was this since? Yeah. You know, Mel was 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 kind of like the anti Studio Fifty Four. So oh, okay. <laughs> he, he was downtown and the you know edgy, a little bit edgier with, with Paradise Garage and this whole kind of mythology about house music and stuff like that and Larry Levant. So it was the whole you know um, music subculture there that. Is wonderful, and and this guy Mel was was right there. His finger was right there, um, on the on the pulse of all of that. 
Okay, well, let me let me let people know then. The, the film is called The Godfather of Disco, and uh, your first feature-length film. And now you've done another film, uh, your second uh, documentary film, sort of as a, as a director, as an artist, what is that your what is your takeaway from these your experience with uh, this one's for the ladies in terms of just telling a story how do you feel like you've grown from as a as a as a filmmaker uh, that is a great question and thank you so much for asking it um <laughs> there's some things that are there, there's some things that are similar which is the idea that you think you're going to come in to see one thing and you actually end up getting a whole bunch more. So I love that idea. Um, I think a lot of people think, oh, it's just, this is, this one's for ladies, it's just strippers, you know, and it, and it ends up not really being, I think a lot of people at the end are kind of more in the, this is really about community and, and other things as opposed to, all the sexy stuff and the funny stuff that's happening, all very good and fun and, 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 and necessary, but also there's more to it than just that. And uh, I think Godfather of Disco, I really learned something about that, and I and, uh, tried to bring it forward here. And I think with, um, with the ladies, I really I felt really free and really determined to to share stories and to, and to talk about something that was personal to me. I feel like the people that you see on the screen are kind of talking for me yeah. and probably for a lot of, a lot of people of color. Yeah. So, and a lot of women who don't, these are people that we just don't see on screen very often. I felt it was really important to put that up on screen and not, not worry so much about, you know, what the, indie establishment or Hollywood establishment kind of guidelines around filmmaking, you know, n not worry about that stuff. Yeah, and I, I, it's no small part of the film that we're seeing women of color expressing sexuality, being very open about expression of that sexuality, and that's just something that we do not see very often in, in narrative films. Or, or documentary films. I mean, it's rare for to see them so open and so um, so human <laughs> about their own sexuality. And I say that I'm not. I mean, it's it just sounds weird to say it that way because, as if it doesn't exist. This is some sort of you know. What I mean, I just sort of the fact that this is a a big part of celebration of 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 life and sex and and having a great time and. Every it says every Thursday night in the introduction of uh, for the film, so I assume that this is again it's a gathering place, it's a community in a sense of people coming together, who know one another and are there to just enjoy themselves and uh, and more. Um, yeah, that's right. You're right. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. Well, I, I, speaking of that, it, the film has gotten, I just saw a very nice write-up about the film. I think it was in IndieWire about this and from, the, you know, from the perspective of just what you describe, this is more than what your expectations might be for the film. It is more than that. And I think you're absolutely right. I think great documentaries have an ability to focus on uh, sort of a something that's micro- in that sense of the perspective of one person's pers uh, perspective or a small group of people and able to extrapolate it 
through not through forcing something onto the viewer, but l- allowing a story to unfold in a way that reveals more and more about something more than just the people on screen, and whatever that might be, and that that takes in so many of, in my opinion, the greatest documentaries of all time have been what this micro macro approach to or telling the story. So, uh, and I think you've accomplished that with this one for the ladies. So, thank you so much. Thank you so much, uh, Jean Graham, for your time today. Again, the film is This One's for the Ladies. You can find out more about it at thisonesfortheladiesmovie.com. And then we, and hopefully, um, you'll come back uh, with some, some uh, your next project. I'd, I would be honored to have you back on and talk about, are you working on anything now? Anything coming up? I am. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Sounds good. So <laughs> it'll it'll be interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, very good. Well, Gene Graham, uh, producer, director, and editor, and meant, and much more. And you shot some of it as well. The uh, the film, this one's for the ladies. I want to thank you so much for finding time to spend with us here on Film School Radio. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.